Hello and welcome to Grace Life Ministries. This is Shane Holsgrove, the lead pastor of Grace Life, and it's my privilege to welcome you to today's program. You know, our, our aim and focus as a ministry is to present the good news of what Jesus has done for us and what the reality of that means for us. And so we trust that this teaching today is going to do exactly that, disciple you further into the truth of what Jesus has done for us, what He freely offers us, and how we can live out the reality of Christianity. We trust this teaching will be a blessing to you today. And we're going to talk about um, how to be more committed. Okay? Turn with me to Acts chapter 2. 2.42 They continued steadfastly. They continued steadfastly. They continued steadfastly. And a couple of things, which I don't want to get into right now. But they continued steadfastly means to be earnest towards... It means to be earnest towards, to persevere, to be diligent, to attend to. And so that's talking about like some serious commitment. Okay? That's talking about some serious commitment. Now think about it for a moment. And if you're starting to feel a little bit bad, don't. I'm going to help you with that in a sec. But, you know, as I was preparing for this and thinking about, they were, um, what is the word that they used? Devoted is one of the translations. They were steadfastly committed. As I was meditating on that, I was thinking about my job as a pastor, Etienne's job as a pastor. As for us as leaders, what, what is our job? And you know, a lot of people fall into this, um, this trap in ministry that it's entertainment. And I mean, if you've come before, you know we're entertaining at times. But that's not our aim. What is our aim? It's to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus and to uh, your heart to get more committed to Him in a way. Without putting pressure on you. It's an invitation. Okay, so, you know, we're here to shepherd you into greater depths with Jesus. Which sometimes can be uncomfortable, right? If you haven't been uncomfortable in that, then uh, uh, let's see by the end of the service. Yeah? So I've got a couple of questions. Please don't answer out loud. Answer them in your heart. But question number one. Do you wish you were more committed to God? Uh, With that question, you've got to think about, like, and I was thinking, as I was thinking about this, I was like, this can change everything. What, what, I'm, what we're talking about tonight can change everything. And I'll show you why just now. But what would the fruit of that be, of being more committed to God? Now, some of you are saying, I'm 100% committed, I'm committed, I'm committed. Okay, so what would it look like if you were more committed? I'm sure that no one in this room, including myself, is 100%, like all there. I remember going to a, 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 a leaders event thing, I can't remember what they called it, but it was a, a, a meeting with Reynard Bonnke. Uh, for those of you who don't know him, the awesome man of God, and uh, uh, he used to have crusades all over Africa, leading people to salvation, like with um, maybe one to three million people uh, in, in attendance. And, you know, and I, I got to go to this conference, it was quite awkward because as I walked in, I don't know why, but there was seats open in the front, so that I should be to the front. And I was just nobody. And I was like, this is awkward. So I sat right there. So it was kind of like I was in the spit zone. So I caught something there. But <laughs> no, I'm joking. But the point is, is, I remember one of the stories he told. And it was like, it's to leaders. 
It wasn't just to, to everybody. It was to leaders. And he was talking about how our life is like a house. And, you know, when visitors come, you kind of maybe take all the stuff you don't want them to see and you put it in a room and you close the door because it's, it's a bit maybe embarrassing or it's not neat enough or whatever. But it's like you try and make things look good so that people kind of see a better version of you. Okay? And our lives are like that often with Jesus. Now, Jesus doesn't come to visit. He, he lives in us. But... It, when we kind of go to church or when we want to pray or when we want to have a, 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 an encounter with God or just conversation, we feel like sometimes we have to shine things up a bit. Like, God, I've, I've really done well this week, fast and pray, done good Bible reading, whatever. Like, we, we kind of talk about all these things. And yet there's other things, like we're trying to compensate for the hidden, hidden areas of our heart that maybe we've closed the door because we've just, like, it's, it's not that great to, we don't want to talk about that. And he was like, you know, Jesus is, is, is like the guest who comes and knocks on the front door. You invite him into the living room, but then he wants to go into the other room as well. <laughs> what's in there? And you're like, no, no, don't worry about that. Let me make you some tea. He's like, yeah, but I want to know what's in there. And the reason is it's for, for our benefit. Okay. So, so, you know, do you wish you were more committed to God? How many of you would like to be more committed to God? Don't answer. Think about it. Because we would all say yes, because it's the right thing to do. How many of you would like to know God more? How, how many of us want to grow in our knowledge of God, our relationship with Him? Okay? These are important questions because the whole purpose of salvation is knowing God. Okay? The whole purpose of salvation is knowing God. I know people who, who uh, 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 their whole purpose of coming to God was, He's going to make me rich. And then when I spend some time in Bible study with them, their relationship with God really wasn't there anymore. Because they realized that that's not God's purpose in their life. And they were like disappointed, like that rich, rich young man. Because now he, he kind of saw, oh, I had my heart set on something that I thought that you were going to do for me, God, but that's not what you do. So, you know, the, the, the point of salvation is knowing Him in such a way that it transforms us. And that our life becomes an advert, becomes a billboard. Like uh, 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 one translation puts it like that and says that we should be billboards. Advertising, uh, advertisement for Jesus. Imagine, like you, you don't have to say anything, but just the way you live and, and your life is just shouts Jesus. There's a huge difference, this is a quote, there's a huge difference between knowing God and knowing about God. When you truly know God, you have energy to serve Him, boldness to share Him, and contentment in Him. When you truly know God, you have energy to serve Him. A lot of people, in serving God in whatever way they think they're serving God, are just plain tired. Why? Because they don't have the primary, most important thing in place, because when we truly know God, it causes us to serve. It doesn't. We don't serve to know God. We serve because we know God. Okay. Then it says you, you have energy to serve and boldness to share Him. I don't know about you. I grew up like this because I grew up a Christian. Constantly feeling like I, I have to share my faith. I have to share my faith. So I went on all the faith sharing courses. 
Contagious Christianity and all sorts of things. And, you know, you learn little tricks and gimmicks to draw pictures and you know, on a serviette and let me show them this and let me... You know, and it's all good stuff and it's helpful, but why was I wanting to tell people about my faith? Because I thought that's what we should do, which it is. And then why did I do it? Because I wanted brownie points. I wanted to get closer to God. I thought I would know God better if I, I would do things that please Him. But here's the thing. When we fall in love with Jesus... We tell people, you know, if, um, I'm not going to pick on anyone, but if out of the singles, I'm not going to pick on Jamie, for example, but if, if someone who is single was to all of a sudden meet this amazing person, amazing person, you know, godly man, whatever, and, 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 and that we wouldn't hear the end of it, especially if they brought them to church. Okay, this is, this is also marketing for, for Jamie. So the point is, the point is, is that when something is that good, we tell people. But now, legalism will tell us you have to tell people about Jesus. But there's no have to if, it's, if he's changed your life, if he's impacted you. Okay? So, what is the fruit of your relationship with God? This shows where your relationship with God is. Do a bit of fruit inspection for a moment. Remember, don't get depressed. We'll deal with it. Okay. How are you doing, fruit-wise? What do I mean? Well, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, the fruit of the Spirit. How are you doing in those areas? Okay. How are you doing in loving people and, and being like Jesus to them and, 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 and people like look at you and go, wow, I want what you've got. Or do they go, wow, you're a Christian? <laughs> like, really? You know, like, like uh, which one are you? Like, how's the fruitfulness in your life? Is, it, is, is relationship with God producing life and peace? Now, if you're struggling and you're not experiencing life in some respect, or you're not experiencing peace in some respect, there's no condemnation. We'll get there. We'll deal with that. Because there's reasons for it. It doesn't mean you're evil and you're going to hell. Amen? Good. So, is your relationship with God benefiting other people? That's a good question. Because a lot of times we, we save into relationship with God and we think it's all about me. God can bless me, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm so blessed. You know, and we just kind of go on this, this train of um, you know, self-centeredness and all of that. And, and yet, we are supposed to be streams of living water. Like from, flowing from within us should be streams of living water. It's not a reservoir or a little bucket or a dam for myself. And, and it's like, I'm, I'm doing good with Jesus. I'm, 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 I'm experiencing His joy and His peace. You know what? The fruit of an apple tree, the apple tree never benefits from. Think about it. It's good for an apple tree to produce apples. It, it helps. It, it's a, a, a product of health. But what good is the apple for the apple tree? Maybe there's some little bit of a thing that you're a, what do you call a, someone who studies, a fruitologist, I'll call them. So you're a fruitologist, and, and, and you're into that thing, and you're like, well, I can tell you 10 benefits, praise God. But when I look at it, it's like I pick the apple and I eat it, or someone picks it for me and washes it and puts it in a packet and we buy it and then I eat it. So it benefits someone else. The fruit of God in your life, of your relationship with God, isn't for you, it's for other people. But because of the fruit in your life, people will come to eat from the tree of your life. 
We had a word like that years back when we first went into, when we first started uh, Grace Life. Um, minister from England uh, was ministering and uh, he called my, my wife and I out and he said, uh, uh, I see you like a, a fruitful vineyard. And people coming to eat from the fruit in your life. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like the fruit of Jesus in us. Then people go, wow, I want some of that. And then they, they want to eat what you've got. They want, they want what you've got. You don't have to do a, a marketing and, and a, a good PR for, for people to, to identify fruit. To, to be able to want what you've got. Here's another quote. Once you become aware that the main business that you are here for is to know God, most of life's problems fall into place of their own accord. I mean, that's a quote from a guy who wrote the book. But it echoes Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. When we prioritize the main thing, everything falls into place. That's, we talk about relationship with God this evening. And that's why, uh, uh, you know, on the message, SMS that went out, we said, uh, uh, um, uh, this, like, tonight could change everything for you. could make your life go from, from bad to good or from good to gooder. Why? Because relationship with God changes everything. Religion doesn't. Religion stinks. Religion's horrible. I told you guys the story, but we've got guests, so I'm going to tell the story again. Okay? We were in, on a mission trip in Albania and Eastern Europe last year, and I had a, a extra ministry opportunities at the dentist because I had to have some dental work, surprise dental work done. And I think I spent seven hours with our dentist, and we had Claudia, many of you know her, she was my translator to make sure that they didn't amputate anything. And um, <laughs> so this, this, this dentist was amazing. She's from Italy. And um, she was not a butcher, so I can highly recommend her. It was painless as much as it could be. And um, she had to do a lot of work. But the awesome thing was we got to share Jesus with her. Usually when you're at the dentist, you can't say much. But I could say, Claudia, tell her your testimony. And then, and he was doing his thing. And I was listening to Claudia rattle off in, in Albanian. And then I would just say, okay, now tell Like as soon as she took her hands out of my mouth, I'd say, now tell her about this. And then she'd carry on. And this, this girl's life was changed because she, 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 she realized what Christianity is. At one point, Claudia told her, you know, if you come to our church, you'll see that we don't have statues, you don't have to kiss statues, and we don't light candles. Why? Because Eastern Europe, and probably most of Europe, know Christianity as uh, Catholicism or um, uh, Orthodox Church where there's candles and there's statues and you do all of these rituals. And we were like, and this girl, when, we, when she said that to her, was like, really? You don't have candles? You don't have to light candles? You don't have statues? And, and Claudia was like, yes, where do you see that in the Bible? And she thought about it and she was like, you're right. And later on in the conversation, she acknowledged when, when uh, uh, she had brought her sister to hear this good news. And uh, Claudia said, um, uh, I'm also not religious because the sister introduced herself as not religious. <laughs> And so Claudia said, I'm also not religious. And this girl said, um, huh? Like the dentist, like, what do you, oh, I know what you mean now. And Claudia said, it's not about religion. What you have to do for God. That's, it's relationship. Okay, it's about relationship. So that's why it can change everything. Because it's not just a set of rules to follow. It's life. It's life. 
You know, your greatest prayer and your greatest thoughts, your greatest focus right now might be to deal with a major issue in your life. I'm sure, I know some people have issues and uh, 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 some people have things, challenges that you're trying to overcome, but your greatest need isn't the answer to that problem. Your greatest need is to know Him. That, that, I mean, we've got problems and we're like, okay, how do I deal with this, Lord? How do I deal with that, Lord? How do I deal with this? How? And we're trying to deal with all of these issues. But the amazing thing is, if we got the answers to all of our challenges, our greatest need would not be satisfied. Because our greatest need is to know Him. And if we were to just take our eyes off of the challenges for a moment and seek Him first and, and enjoy Him, then answers would come. Because that's the biblical principle. Seek first the kingdom and His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Often what we think is important isn't. Put it bluntly. Often what we think is vital for us isn't, isn't all that important. For example, what is the most important thing that anyone on the face of the earth could know? Think about it for a moment. What is the most important piece of information that anyone could know? Regardless of profession, regardless of culture, regardless of geography, regardless of anything. What is the greatest thing that we could know? Do you know the Bible actually tells us exactly what the greatest thing is that we could know? I'm going to read it to you. So turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 to 4. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 to 4 says... I passed, this is a New Living Translation, I passed on to you what was most important. Okay? Everyone say most important. Great. I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. So he didn't thumb suck this. He's saying, I didn't create what I'm about to say. This is what was given to me and now I'm giving it to you. This is it. Christ died for our sins, just as the Scriptures said. He was buried and He was raised from the dead on the third days, just as the Scriptures said. That's amazing, because we, we kind of think that Christianity is just an add-on. Hey, I'm a Christian as well. No, 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 I'm a Christian. <laughs> like, like we, we kind of think that it's just something in addition to everything. This is saying that this is the most important thing. More than your studies, more than your business, more than your spouse, more than your, your children. This is the most important thing. Okay? And I mean, I would love to unpack all of that, that, that verse because there's so much in it. But it, I'll just unpack a little bit. It says, Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and raised from the dead on the third day. Christ is talking about Messiah, the anointed one. So, so, so what the writer, what Paul is saying is that the Messiah that was foretold in the Scriptures, the Scriptures isn't talking about the New Testament. The scriptures here is talking about Genesis to Malachi. Okay, because they didn't have a Bible yet. He's busy writing it now. Okay, so he's saying that according to the Scriptures, Genesis to Malachi, the Messiah, and he's referring to Jesus specifically, the, the promised one died. For your sins was buried and raised from the dead. And he's saying that's the most important thing we can know. Why? Because without Christ, it's all meaningless. I'm going to botch up this testimony. I'm going to share a, a, a part of um, uh, uh, Tanya, your testimony, and shared with me the other day. But he, he, I'm enjoying how he's just going for it and witnessing to people. And 
uh, I picked him up the other day uh, to, to come back with me. And he was sharing with someone and just said, yeah, uh, you know, your money is going to perish. <laughs> Basically, your money is going to perish because the most important thing is God wants a relationship with you. That's more or less what you said, right? <laughs> more or less. But that's the point. It's like, what is most important? This life is not all that there is. That's a positive uh, statement, by the way. You know, many Christians are more excited about the fact that their sins are forgiven. Then they, like, think about it. This is, your sins are forgiven, church, international. Yeah. This is what we celebrate. Like, we're completely forgiven. As far as the east is from the west. That's how far he's removed our sin from us. We might have sin in our life, but the penalty, and the, 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 uh, the penalty for it is completely dealt with. Hebrews 10, 17, I'll remember their sin no more. It's God's people. So it's like, yes, we're forgiven. But many of us get more excited about the fact that we're forgiven than we do about knowing Him. And yet knowing Him comes about because we're forgiven. So forgiveness is the door. I'm so grateful none of you are standing at the doorway admiring the door. It's a nice door. I like the door. But the door's purpose is to see, help you get in. But now that you're in, the door has served its purpose and it will serve its purpose again later when you leave. <laughs> when we all leave. Okay? But the door for forgiveness, we step through that into something. Into relationship with Him. And all that that means. Many of us are, are, are sometimes more excited about prosperity or healing and power than we are about knowing Him. And yet He's the source. I, I, I know lots of people like this. So a good question is, is then, what are you most excited about in your faith? And often what we're most excited about is sometimes the result of our greatest need right now. But let me just tell you, your greatest need is not what you feel. That's a felt need. Okay? But your greatest need is to know Him. That's it. To know Him. Okay? Now you're thinking, you're talking about knowing Him, not commitment. I'm getting there. Okay? I'm getting there. So, what are you most excited about in your faith? Revelation chapter 2. Let's look at Revelation chapter 2. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation here. Revelation chapter 2 verse 2 to 4 says, I know all that you've done for me. You have worked hard and persevered. I know that you don't tolerate evil. You have tested those who claim to be apostles and proved that they are not for they were imposters. I know how you have bravely endured trials and persecutions because of my name. Yet you have not become discouraged. Verse 4, but I have this against you, Jesus speaking. You have abandoned the passionate love you had for me at the beginning. So it's like, I mean, was there ever a slap in the face? This is a gentle slap from Jesus. But like, was there ever like such a rebuke, such a loving rebuke? I know everything you're doing. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You're, 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 you're going for it. You're working hard. But you've abandoned your first love, your, your passionate love, your first love, me. You, 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 you've, you've, you've strayed from that. And what is that talking about? Knowing Him. 
You're, you're not knowing Him. That's not your focus. Your focus is the, the, the ministry for God, not the God of the ministry. Your, your, your focus is, is, is uh, everything else, like going to church and doing good things, but not who's it for? Why are you doing this? It's not that relationship with Him. How passionate would others say that you're for Jesus? How passionate would other people say that you are for Jesus? If you were to ask them, now we would all go straight away to the, 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 the good people to ask. Amen? <laughs> you know, like, like ask uh, uh, Etienne or something, you know, maybe not. Uh, I think Etienne's a good person to ask. Like you ask someone that you know they're going to encourage you and like you're doing well or whatever. But let, 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 let's uh, uh, you know, take out the talk, how we talk about Jesus. Let's take off the masks and sometimes the show that we put on and, uh, and let's just ask the question of how passionate are we truly in our hearts and that's revealed by our focus it's revealed by what, what directions we're going in how we live each day your friend, your, your, the person sitting next to you can't really answer that question fully fully they might have a glimpse but that you need to answer that with Jesus because uh, uh, it's between you and Him and let me say this, like we all at different stages of growth based on uh, uh, our walk with God and our knowledge of Him, etc. So, you know, don't uh, uh, compare yourself to myself or anybody else. You are just you. Before, one day, you don't stand before God by, uh, with, with, with me or with your spouse or with anyone else. You stand by yourself because your relationship with God is your own. This might be a bit controversial for some of you, but... Um, one of the greatest conversations we have with couples as they're getting married is that did you know that your relationship with God is your own <laughs> and you can encourage each other in your relationship with God but your relationship with God doesn't become one <laughs> meaning you can't substitute your time with God for now our time with God. You should share with each other and you should, maybe if you want to do Bible study, if you want to pray together, that's all good things. But not to the exclusion of you and Jesus. Because you and Jesus is more important than you and your spouse. Okay? So let's look at a, a, a few key scriptures quickly. Uh, John chapter 3 verse 16. Fridge magnet scripture number 1. John chapter 3 verse 16. I can quote it, but I'm looking it up. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So Jesus came because of God's love so that we wouldn't perish but that we'd have everlasting life. Now flip over to John 17 verse 3. We, 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 we mistranslate eternal life. We think it's living forever, and it is. But look here, it's more than that. Verse 3, John 17, 3. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee. We trust this teaching has blessed you and enriched you in your faith. We want to invite you to contact us, whether you need prayer, whether you have a question, or whether you just want to tell us what blessed you about uh, today's program. 
You can contact us online www.gracelife.co That's www.gracelife.co You can find a whole bunch of free teachings online. You can also find out how to partner with us should you wish to support this ministry. And you can find out how to contact us if you have a prayer request. We invite you to contact us www.gracelife.co